Welcome to Empower Humans. Welcome again to the Empower Humans podcast. This is episode 46. We have the wonderful Elaine Howard, author of the new book, Passion in the Bones, a guide to breaking the chains of negativity and living your own adventure. Excellent interview, excellent book. And uh, as mentioned here at the beginning of the interview, we had full disclosure, we had a little technical problem where uh, the computer system I was using to record shut down. And so we had to basically start again from scratch. And uh, so we had uh, our own test of positivity in there as well. So, um, But I think we did a better job the second time. It, it happened a few minutes into the interview, so it wasn't a huge, oh, no, we lost everything kind of moment. But uh, it was a frustrating, unexpected situation. But we, we muscled through it. Elaine gave us an excellent interview all about how she was focused on negativity in her life for a long time. She was the only child moving from school to school. She didn't quite find her place. She settled for mediocrity. Uh, and by the time she got to high school, uh, her teachers, as she says in the book, her teachers foiled her plans at mediocrity. And they uh, showed her that they saw something more in her and planted some seeds. And she found her own passion. Now, this this whole thing isn't all about paleontology, which is where she found a passion. She's also an attorney, but she found passion with this thing. She found purpose. She found something she could share with others. And she has a great story. I can't recommend this book enough. It's not a huge 2,000-page kind of book. It's about uh, around 120 pages or so. And great story and available also at passionandthebones.com. There's links on on there for Amazon and other sources as well to partake of this great book. So uh, I want to point out, as always, to our audience, you are priceless. Don't ever forget that. I say this every time, but I always want to remind you, you are absolutely priceless. Don't let anyone tell you, convince you of anything otherwise. And I know we all make mistakes. I've made mistakes, and maybe we treat ourselves or others incorrectly at times, but the fact of the universe is that you are absolutely priceless, and nothing can take that away. That is a permanent state that, that will never change, my friends. And, and the second thing I always want to tell our audience is you are never alone, which is all tied into that. Reach out to us, empowerhumans.com, at Empower101 on Instagram and Twitter, or any other uh, resources and uh, your area, whatever that might be. But you are never alone. We're here for you. And this podcast is here for you. Uh, I want to also remind you as well, we always talk about our challenges. Uh, study. Keep studying if you have been. Start studying if you haven't been. Learn something. That's what Elaine did here. She found this passion. Uh, she went to a, a she, I'll let her tell you her story, but she found a passion uh, kind of in a haphazard way with dinosaur bones and this whole thing. And again, it's not all about dinosaur bones. It's about us individually, whether it's music, uh, paleontology or whatever it might be, finding your passion and developing that and then finding purpose and joy and love in our lives and relationships as well with others, friendships galore, just by finding this common passion, this common thread and common ground with others. Uh, the other obvious challenge is uh, make great moments, make the people you love in your life know that you love them, surprise them, love them, make love a verb, not just a noun. Always strive to make great moments. These are the great pillars of our lives that will overshadow the negative things that might otherwise exist when whatever whenever our life comes to a close here, we can look back and say, oh, well, I made these great moments along the way and that'll overshadow maybe some other quote unquote regrets we might have as well because we're all going to have those as well. So don't feel bad, but make great moments and let's keep doing this podcast together, which is always our third challenge. Our podcast, as always, is sponsored by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash empower 
Empower Humans. I've been listening to some excellent, excellent books lately. Uh, there's all kinds of programs and books on there. Uh, everything from biographies, autobiographies to novels and other history and things that, that you can just learn, learn from people's stories, learn from history and facts and science, neuroscience, all these different things that we study. And again, Audible offers our listeners a free trial, a free audiobook. So can't go wrong there. Audibletrial.com slash empowerhumans. That's audibletrial.com slash empowerhumans. Now, without further ado, my priceless audience, here is our interview with Elaine Howard. We are privileged to welcome the one and only Elaine Howard, author of the new book, Passion in the Bones, a guide to breaking the chains of negativity and living your own adventure. I love that title, Elaine. Now, for our audience, uh, we might as well full disclosure here. We had a little technical difficulty, so we're testing our positive uh, energy today as well. <laughs> and this was on my end. We're not blaming Elaine for this or something. Uh, we'll blame Bill Gates and Microsoft because of the whole thing with the, the computer uh, conked out on us. So, uh, But Elaine, I love this book. I love your story. And I want to get into your background and, and some of what is is the whole premise of this with your background of uh, being an only child and going from school to school and so on. Now, as, as we get into that too, I want to I want to real quick touch on uh, the foreword in your book by uh, is it Dean Lomax? Th yes. There were a couple things in there, and and then we're going to get into some of your background and some of what got you to this place. And and I think our audience is really going to be able to relate because we've all experienced the ups and downs of life, negative energy, and so on, and and it's part of our constant struggle to uh -huh. overcome that. And I love your inspirational story. But in this foreword by, by Mr. Lomax, it says, how anyone can transform his or her life for the better by not just finding passion, but also by sharing and sustaining it. And he also says, and this is what the book does. He says, passion provides us with a purpose. Life is better when you do what you love. And Elaine's story shows just how your life can be changed if you're willing to follow your passion. So that's what we're talking about here in this book, about finding passion and finding, therefore, uh, an energy and, and something to fill these voids that somehow take place in our life, this, this negative energy. Now, tell me a little bit, Elaine, if you would, about your background for our audience and those who haven't yet read the book. And by the way, go find the book. It's called, again, Passion in the Bones. And there's a subtitle about breaking the chains of negativity. But it's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, passioninthebones.com, uh, links to all of that, passioninthebones.com, and we'll recap that at the end. But tell me a little bit about your background, Elaine, as far as uh, growing up and, and so on. As you mentioned, I grew up an only child. Uh, my father was a crop duster, so we followed the agricultural seasons, and as my father could find work. And so, you know, I always found myself being the new kid in class. Mm -hmm. And because we were continuously moving, I struggled academically, you know, just as soon as I get into school and start trying to figure it out, we'd have to move again. So, you know, I've really had some academic battles. And I think that all of that led to me having self-esteem issues uh, mm -hmm. very early in life. Uh, several schools labeled me as a slow learner. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, by the time I entered high school, I had just decided I was average, you know, based on my experience. Uh, but thankfully, by the time I entered high school, my father landed a more stable job where we were able to stay the uh, entire four years of the high school. So things began to change at that point. 
and being the only child and moving from school to school, at least in the early stages, uh, I, I can imagine because I, when I was a kid, I went to a couple different schools, but I didn't move around probably quite as much as you did. Uh, but I can imagine you talk about fitting in, you talk about finding your place and, and your value. And I, I can imagine that that probably exacerbated the topic of feeling mediocre and, you know, not quite up to par. You talk about just being mediocre. And I remember in the book you said, and I, and I made notes here, it says, my teachers began to foil my plans for mediocrity. Tell me a little bit about that and how that transpired. <laughs> Well, yeah, based based on my experience in elementary and middle school and, and everything, I just, I struggled with English, math, science, and, you know, moved around so much, felt like I didn't fit in. So by the time, you know, my parents moved again right before high school, and I said, you know, I just want to survive. You know, I, I'm just average. You know, just I just want to survive, maybe make a few friends. Yeah, you know, yeah. It was the '80s. I was really into '80s music, so um, <laughs> listen to my music, make a few friends, and that's it. You know, I'm just average. Mm. And my, but my high school teachers, which included my English teacher, math teacher, and science teacher, you know, they they were able to convey those subjects to me in such a way that it made sense. You know, I was able to understand and, and do do a little better but every time I would do well they would give me positive feedback so and that was new to me mm. so and I found myself not wanting to disappoint them right um, so I started raising the bar for myself you know trying to you know not disappoint these teachers and so I, I actually ended up changing the label I had on myself because I I had told myself I'm just average, but, the, you know, the more positive feedback I received from the teachers and the better grades I was able to get, you know, I said, hey, maybe I'm successful, you know, maybe I have a promising future. So I changed that label from average to successful and, and then started, I saw myself in a different light and started mapping out my plan for success. Yeah. And you've experienced you've experienced both ends of the spectrum. Go ahead. What else were you going to say? Right. Yeah. But I often wonder had I not had those teachers help me change that label, you know, what I would have become because I ended up becoming an attorney. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, had had I not had somebody help me change that label, but I was still the same person with the same skill set, same capabilities. The only thing that changed was that label that I had on myself. So, you know, I often wonder how many people out there are just going through life with a label that they've put on themselves or allowed someone else to put on them, you know, and it could just be changed by them changing the label they have on their, themselves. Yeah, yeah. That's so interesting. And and why do you think people focus on negativity? Because I, I speak, I can speak for at least for myself, but I think our audience as well, that we've all been down this road in one form or another of just being caught up in some negative perception. A lot of times it's just a delusion of saying, oh, I'm less than, than these other people, or I'll just be mediocre, as you put it in your book. Why do people get caught in those traps? Use the word traps. Why do you think people get caught in that trap? Well, I just believe it's human nature. I mean, we all have negative circumstances, no matter 
what job we have, no matter what age we are, wherever we are our path in life, we have negative circumstances. We have obstacles and roadblocks, and it's human nature to focus on whatever negative is going on in our lives. Yeah, um, yeah you talk about... Just, yeah, go you know, ahead. We have the power to focus on positive, but so many people don't... And they may know that, but, you know, look, figuring out how to focus on the positive as opposed to the negative can be challenging. Yeah. And some of it, I mean, you talk about your self-esteem and, and so, I mean, that, that that's a kind of a complicated topic, but sometimes it's maybe simpler than we make it as well. But just feeling like you didn't fit in maybe just contributed to general low self-esteem that then created kind of a its own, you use the word void in the book as far as uh -huh. the negative energy. And, and, you know, I mentioned, you know, black holes. We talk about this in the podcast sometimes in the universe. When star collapses in, it creates this void in the universe that has to suck in, basically creates a vacuum. And so instead of focusing on the void itself, we focus for maybe more positive outcome at least, focus on what are we going to do to fill that void? What particular thing is going to fill that void? And while your book talks, we're going to get into this about uh, you developed this passion for paleontology and dinosaurs and so on. It, the the topic isn't, is a broader topic here about just finding your passion, whether it's something like that or music, because you talk about as, as a kid, also you were into music as well, weren't you? Right, right. Yeah, and and... So how how important you talk about these high school teachers that foiled your plans at mediocrity? Uh, how important is it to have uh, people like that in our lives, or maybe to be those people for somebody else? How important is all of that? Oh, it's it's really important. Um, that's why I have a section in my book: seek out those who build you up. Because I mean, we can't avoid negative people or the people who label us one way or another, but label us less than you know we know we are but mm -hmm. we can certainly seek out those when we when we have people in our lives who encourage us and support us you know appreciate them and, and value them that's why I wanted to call my teachers out by name you know this you know they really helped me you know recognize them and but but as I said even if you don't have somebody in your life who values you and, and labels you a winner you can label yourself a winner and then also you can have that positive focus that creates positive energy that draws more positive people to you mm -hmm. you know and, and that's what draws the right kind of people into your life who will see your, see your potential and you know encourage you so it's it's like a cycle of positivity when you're giving out positive energy you know, you draw positive people to you. Yeah, yeah, no question. What what would what do you have to say to people who might be more? Now, I tend to here. I admit something about myself. I tend to be a little more cynical kind of person sometimes, and I'm trying to work past some of that. But to those kind of people who might say, "Oh, this is just kind of hokey nonsense. This all this positive thinking is just stuff goes wrong in our lives, and we have to just work hard, and then we die." <laughs> it's like, well, what do you have to say to those sorts of mindsets out there, the people who might fall into that particular, I might say the word trap again. What do you have to say to those people? Well, that used to be me. <laughs> because, yeah. <laughs> um, because, you know, that me finding, labeling myself as a success in high school was just 
you know, one part of the story then when, because I, as you mentioned, I was into music and, you know, things like that. But then when I got into college, I, I gave up my musical pursuits and I had, it was also in martial arts. I gave that up and I was just mm-hmm. focused on becoming an attorney. Yeah. And so I was no longer into anything that was really, really enthused me. So, um, I started focusing on what it was I felt was wrong in my life, you know, and, and so I started creating, I didn't realize it, but you know, my negative focus was creating this negative energy that was making my life more difficult than it had to be. And, um, but people would tell me just, Oh, the power of positive thinking and give me books. And, and I was just like, no, but you don't understand my problems. You know, <laughs> this, this isn't going to help me. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until I discovered my own passion, and actually it was several years later because it just happened naturally. When I discovered my passion with paleontology, I just slowly started developing that interest and pursuing it, and I found myself enthused and you know on this new adventure, and my enthusiasm was drawing enthusiastic people to me and, and opening doors of opportunity. And, yeah. you know, I, I didn't set out to change my mental focus. It just happened, you know, and, mm. but after looking back, I realized why it happened because I shifted my mental focus from what was going wrong in my life to something positive and exciting, which was created a positive energy in my life that mm-hmm. radically changed my life so you know i would tell those people it it really does work positive energy is real and negative energy is real you know and the kind of energy you create will determine what you draw into your life yeah i mean this is science uh in a a lot of ways as far as like attracting like and there's all kinds of books and programs about this very thing for especially in the last 20 years there's all kinds of stuff about this but even well before that and centuries before this uh, so mm-hmm. yeah and it's, it's elaine's is just the most recent of uh, countless stories like this of people and and i like that your answer is you've been there this was you so it's not just well wise up people you're just you need to be a little smarter and focus on you're saying this was you so you're saying i i was in this place that maybe some of these people listening might might be in as well or someone in their life and 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 i like in the book i took a couple more notes here you said when our minds are filled with worry, doubt, and fear, our negative thoughts produce negative energy, which in turn draws more negativity into our lives and makes it very difficult for our circumstances to improve. When our minds are focused on something positive and exciting, however, our enthusiasm creates a positive energy, which not only improves the quality of our lives, but also draws positive people and opportunities to us, as you just said. Indeed, a positive mental focus not only helps break the cycle of negativity, it initiates a cycle of positivity in our lives. So a lot of this becomes a decision, but it also, you said it kind of happened naturally by finding your passion. And, you know, I talked early on in a podcast episode, I remember about, I sometimes talk about the roots of words. The word decision literally means to cut off. Like those are the roots of the word decision that we use in English. And so in a large sense, we talk here, you're, you cut off that negative focus and you just turned your eyes, so to speak, to focus on on something else, 
the, the positive yeah. things that could exist and your potential and all these things. And it's just a change of focus. It's, it's that simple. We overcomplicate things at times, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. And another thing you said in the early part of the book is if you're struggling with mental health issue, there's no substitute for professional help. So I, I like that we're pointing that particular thing out because that's a very real situation as well that a lot of people face. Uh, but also there's there's an element in there that we can still choose to whatever capacity we have to focus on positivity. And you said, I encourage you to seek evaluation and treatment from a mental health professional. If, however, your thoughts are simply focused on negativity, this book will provide you with a step-by-step guide to finding and sustaining a passion that will get the positive flowing and keep them flowing in your life. So... I, I love that. I think that's a beautiful thing that you're that you're focusing on here. That uh, it's as simple as as what we're focusing on and and what uh, passion. Now, tell me about how you, how do you develop this passion? And I, you talk about your teachers. You a little shout out to is it Mr. Wetstein, your teacher in Wetstein. high school? Wetstein, excuse me. <laughs> uh, how did this all come about for you to get to this place where you found your passion? And, and thereby overcame a lot of the negative energy in your life. Well, as I mentioned in the book, I think Mr. Wetstein, who was my uh, high school science teacher, planted the seed for my interest in paleontology. Mm-hmm. He was my earth space uh, science teacher. Um, but after I graduated from high school, I just allowed other things, you know, the day-to-day life and, you know, my natural focus on what was going wrong a void in my life I let that take over and you know didn't seek out my own passion and you know as as a result you know I had a real challenge until about my mid-30s I I was 35 years old and I was I mean I had achieved success in my career but I still just focused on you know what I felt was wrong in my life and uh, mm-hmm. But my mm-hmm. mom and I took a trip to Columbus, Ohio to visit my aunt and her family. And we went to a shopping mall that happened to have a, a, a little fossil and rock shop in it. Mm-hmm. And so I just wandered inside and it said, Spinosaurus teeth, $15. And I'm like, this can't be a real Spinosaurus you know, dinosaur tooth. Yeah. And the owner come over and he's like, yes, it is. And so I bought one just to prove him wrong, you know, but I was intrigued. Yeah. And um, so, and then when I went back home, I said, I'm going to prove this is not real. Uh-huh. And I started researching, and the more I researched, the more I realized it was real. Wow. And, um, and the more fascinated I became. Yeah. And I bought books, you know, researched on the internet. Um, I did everything I could. Actually, for about two years, I collected a few more fossils and started volunteering with the Orlando Science Center. Mm-hmm. And and then, uh, then I decided to take my first trip, you know, to the Wyoming Dinosaur Center where I could get some hands-on experience. And I mean, it happened naturally, just, you know, turning my interest into a passion, you know, but before I knew it, this was just a necessary part of my life. Although, you know, I didn't turn it into a career. Mm-hmm. That's another mm-hmm. message I have people like, you know, you don't have to turn your passion into a career. It's great if you can. Sure, but, sure. You know, um, do what you've always wanted to do, you know, even if even if you're not able to turn it into prayer. Whatever you love, just go for it. Yeah. You know, whatever's going to bring 
bring happiness to you. Yeah. And, and I love your story. Uh, you talk about how this all came about, too, with your, your teachers. And also you went and it was just a relatively small thing that was just a spark. Sparks are very small things, but sparks can lead to massive uh, explosions of good or, or bad in our lives of uh, just one little spark. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and it's that way just in our day-to-day thoughts. But in your particular case, you found this thing that was intriguing about uh, the, the rocks and in particular the, the dinosaur teeth. And, and so how did you then develop that passion? And then how did that play into the positive-negative uh, situation in your life as well? Well, like I said, over, I mean, it happened slowly, but, you know, after a couple of years and I was going out west and I'm making new friends and, you know, uh, and I had numerous people tell me, I wish I had something in my life that would transform my life the way dinosaurs have transformed yours. But, you know, they tell me I'm not really into dinosaurs, but, mm-hmm. you know, I wish I had something uh, that would improve my life the way that paleontology has improved yours so i started analyzing my own journey you know just to figure out why did that happen you know why would dinosaurs change my life so radically and Mm -hmm. um then i started looking around at the other positive passionate people that i've encountered along the way you know and, and that's when i started really figuring out why my transformation happened, you know, and putting together a guide for other people to find their own passion and, and keep it going. Because, you know, just because you pick up a hobby doesn't mean, you know, it's going to transform your life or, or, or keep the positives flowing. I mean, I've had plenty of hobbies and taken an interest in, in my life that haven't transformed my life at all. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, we use the word passion. You know, I know our friend Tony Robbins, uh, who also has a home there in Florida. <laughs> he, but he talks a lot in some of his programs and books and so on. He says, "Live with passion," and uh, that's a very general kind of blanket statement to make. But when we get real specific, person to person, individually, we can find what "live with passion" means for each of us, and, and that's a beauty of the world we live in because. We can all have so many interests and different careers. Like you can be an attorney, and maybe that's not your passion per se, and maybe you have some passion there, but you found this this other passion that that lifted this this dark, you know, negativity uh, out of your life as well with the paleontology. So, how do people? Do you have any suggestions about how people can maybe go about and find that, or maybe we can discuss uh, some thoughts there uh, because. Like you say, people have come to you and said, boy, I wish I had something like that. Is there something people can do to, to find that? We've talked a little bit in our podcast about some of that, but what are some of your thoughts? Well, first you have to know what you're looking for. You know, in my book, I talk about defining your passion. Yeah, um, yeah. Because in, in, any hobby is, you know, not necessarily going to transform your life. So, right. Uh, and I, I identified four characteristics of a life-changing passion one it has to be positive positive and productive because yeah. you know just because you have a passion for illegal drugs or something that's not going to that a negative passion is only going to lead to negative consequences so it has to be a positive passion 
Yeah. Um, yeah. You have to be genuinely excited about it. You can't just jump on your friend's bandwagon, you know, because all your friends are into something. You know, you, you have to have it has to come from within that genuine excitement. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have to keep it going because that's where, you know, I had a passion for music in high school, but I let it fall by the wayside. I mean, I, of course, I still love music, but I mean, playing music, you know, taking guitar lessons and yeah. all that. And yeah. um, so uh, you have to keep it going because when you, you know, if you find yourself dropping a passion, find another one, you know, because it's, uh, you need something positive to be focused on in life. And the, and the fourth one is to share it with others. And I think that's one of the most important yeah. characteristics of a life-changing passion because I have made so many amazing new friends through pursuing my passion. And one, one is Dean Lomax who wrote the forward to my book. Yeah. He, he was just an 18 year old, you know, with a dream when I met him at the Wyoming dinosaur center, uh-huh. he, he couldn't even afford to attend university in England. But he told me, he said, I'm going to be a paleontologist. Yeah. And he was so determined that I knew, I knew he would be a successful paleontologist. Here it is 11 years later, yeah. and he's internationally recognized, multi-award <laughs> winning paleontologist. Wow. So, yeah, I'm very proud of him. Yeah, that's incredible. You talk about uh, people uh, finding their passion and at the same time, uh, not not just taking it for granted that oh that's just here that you're it sounds to me like you're saying it requires work and effort like anything in life really it you have mm-hmm. to focus you have to continue to grow develop build on this thing and most maybe most importantly share it with others and there's if if there's anyone out there who has something like that in their life and you haven't quite experienced what it's like to share something positive in your world with others go do that because I personally you know, starting this podcast and doing other things that I'm trying to share something. Uh, and in your case, with your book and your passion, it, it creates this this positive, indescribable feeling to be able to not only develop some expertise, maybe, but also share that. And I wonder why that is. Why do we find so much joy uh, in in sharing good things with others? Do you have any insight on that in your experience? You talk about this this uh, Dean Lomax, where you had a, a situation, you had a uh, relationship, you have a relationship there, and he wrote the foreword for your book, for crying out loud. But it was sharing with others and building relationships, why is that such an important part of this? Well, it's amazing because a shared passion, one thing I've learned is that a shared passion can break through barriers that would otherwise exist between people. I mean, when I met Dean, he was 18, mm-hmm. and I was already a, like, 30-something-year-old attorney, you know, and uh, otherwise, uh, you know, a teenager from the other side of the globe and an American lawyer would not connect, you know, but we had that shared passion that gave us this friendship, you know, that was built on this shared passion. And, you know, it's just grown because we've both continued to pursue our passion for paleontology in different ways. I mean, mine is still a side interest where his is his career. But, you know, anytime we get together, we're just so enthusiastic because we have that same passion. And, you know, I think so many people these days try to focus on what the differences between one another where if we focus on you know, what we have in common, you know, that's when we can really 
some amazing things can happen, like mine and Dean's friendship. Yeah. And, and I've, yeah. you know, Dean's, I, I've, I've made many other friends at the Wyoming Dinosaur Center, Orlando Science Center, you know, all over. So mm-hmm. it's, it's really special. Yeah. What, what, and I would have not met these people had I not found that one little dinosaur tooth in a shopping mall. That's that's what's just so amazing to me. <laughs> had I not found that and pursued it, you know, I wouldn't have this worldwide network of friends. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really amazing. If only this dinosaur knew 65 million years ago that his teeth would <laughs> would change your life here these millions of years it. later. <laughs> Yeah, that's beautiful. And and what a powerful statement to, to we talk about a shared passion because I mean I think there's something real powerful in that statement as it concerns humanity as a whole. We have so many things that we it's kind of like we create these divides between ourselves where it's this us versus them and all sorts of different we've talked in other interviews and podcasts about some of this where we kind of divide ourselves and mm-hmm. And a lot of times that stuff is kind of delusional, too, because we have so much more in common. Even if someone's not maybe as interested in paleontology at the moment, we're all human beings with the capacity to grow and learn together. And and maybe you didn't know that you had this passion for or would for paleontology until something and somebody, a set of circumstances and so on, opened your eyes to that reality. But the, just having a shared passion and you know, I use the, I use the phrase common ground a lot, and that that mm-hmm. applies that applies both in developing your friendships, relationships in this field, but also in general relationships. You know, whether it's uh, family and so on, spouses, finding that common ground seems like such a, a, a crucial part. Now, you talk. Uh, let's see. Was there anything else you want to add on that, Elaine? By the way, as far as relationships and. Uh, <laughs> And the shared passion topic? Well, another thing is, um, you know, I talk in my book about Sassandra Lewis. She was my middle school classmate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we we had a shared experience, you know, attending the same middle school and junior high. And, you know, and, and uh, she always inspired me by the way she had a passion for singing. Yeah. And, um, you yeah. know, just in school and on a school bus. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, without, after my family moved away, I didn't see her for 18 years. Wow. But, you know, I was at Disney World at Epcot, and she <laughs> was giving a concert. And, you know, we reconnected then. And we've <laughs> been friends as adults ever since. But, you know, um, <laughs> and she, her passion led her to five world tours with Celine Dion and, you know, wow. a top contestant on The Voice. Wow. Um, but, you know, we have that common ground of our, our childhood, our, our experience. And, you know, though we went in two separate directions, you know, we've, you know, we're, we're best of friends. So mm. Definitely common ground is important. Yeah. That's beautiful. Magical things happen at Disney World. Don't forget. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> you ran into your your friend 18 years later. That's, that's, amazing. that's a movie in and of itself right there. You and your <laughs> friendship, like the old movie Beaches. Some some of our audience may not remember that. In any case, uh, yeah, and, and you talk now back uh, in, in the book, you talk a little bit about how this past negative thing that you were experiencing, you even said you were contemplated a plan to possibly end it all, quote unquote, in the book. And you didn't realize that that negative focus was drawing more negative energy into your life. 
and making it virtually impossible for your dreams to unfold. And so as we find these passions and develop them, uh, it's it's so important to – you talk about mental health as well. That, that That's a very real struggle that exists. I've seen it. I've seen it in my own life, my own family and so forth, uh, that people – that we don't just make this so oversimplified, right? That it's just finding a passion. Because sometimes people do need competent uh, mental health or other treatment of some sort uh, as well. Right. Yeah. And, and what other insights do you have on any of that? Because you talk in the book is, uh, you know, if, it, if it's just negative focus, which sometimes that's the case as well, that this book helps a lot provide you with, with kind of a step-by-step set of tools to find and sustain a passion. But what thoughts do you have on any of that? Because people have very real struggles. It's easy for us to just sit here and say, yeah, go find your passion. But what other, go ahead, go ahead. Right. That's why I put that in the intro of my book. It's not for someone who's struggling with mental health issues because, you know, that they really do need uh, to seek mental health professional on that for evaluation and treatment. But, Mm -hmm. I think there are a lot Mm -hmm. of people out there who are just focused on negativity or stuck in a rut, you know, and so anybody out there that that's their problem, there's just, you know, the change in mindset, you know, that's who this book is for. Yeah. Just that slight change where they can start drawing the right, creating the right energy, you know, drawing the right kind of people and opportunities to them could really open open new doors and really change your life. Yeah. And I think it's important too, and thank you for saying all that, as far as, and I said this in a recent podcast as well, that I learned listening to something recently that uh, somebody said, uh, accept everything they said, expect nothing, accept everything. So, and in, in, in what I'm saying as it relates to this is a lot of times, you know, even in your pursuit of paleontology, I'm sure there's obstacles on the road and things you had to overcome. And so that we don't expect or, or be, maybe become so entitled uh, along the way that we kind of have a realistic focus as we move forward, whether it's music, you mentioned music or paleontology or some of the other you know, zillions of passions people can have, but being realistic in our pursuit of it, not thinking, oh, I'm going to sit down from one day to the next and become a virtuoso pianist. <laughs> like you say, it took, it takes time, it takes energy, it takes uh, some real focus and development of these passions or talents. Um, and, and I like also that you focus on, it doesn't have to become a career. It could just be a passion, it could be an interest, it could be a hobby. But it can be something where you find joy and also maybe expand that joy by sharing it with others. Now, what do you have to say to those people who say, well, I've got to, I've got to build a career around this, and, but maybe they're having a hard time because you tried that with music. <laughs> do you have anything to say to that kind of circumstance? Well, I mean, like I said, it's, it's about the mental focus yeah. you know, and, and, and focusing on positivity. So, you know, sometimes we just – we're not in the circumstances where we can quit our jobs to become an actor or mm-hmm. musician or whatever our passion might may be. But, you know, we can pursue that, you know, if, if we have our day job, you know, and maybe it's not your passion, as you said, or maybe it's, you know, one passion you have, but maybe you, 
maybe you need another one to ensure mm-hmm. that you're drawing positivity into your life. So, you know, it's not all or nothing. You know, I know there are books out there that say just find your passion and make it your career. But, yeah. You know, my message is that's not necessary for it to change your life for the better because I'm living proof of that. You know, yeah. I've been an attorney for 25 years now. And yeah. for the last 14, I've been on this dinosaur adventure as well. Yeah. So, not yeah. necessary to quit your job, but, you know, if you can, if you can make a career, because I have friends who have made careers of their passion and pay more power to you. That's wonderful, but it's, it's not required. Right, right. Yeah, and we had a post on our Instagram a little while back that is a picture of a turtle. <laughs> and and it said basically I don't remember the exact wording, but it said basically that your speed doesn't matter. Forward is forward. And to just be uh accepting of whatever speed you go at whether whether you have the innate ability to become that virtuoso pianist in a quick way or if it takes many years like it does for most uh, or whatever, that's just an example that that we find the joy in the journey and in the step-by-step, even if it's very small baby steps on a journey of just learning and developing, because that's that's where we find, you know, and I've said this before too, lots of other people, including our friend Tony Robbins and others have said, if you're not growing, you're dying. Even if it's just little, little bits of growth here and there in your paleontology in this case, or whatever it might be, just be growing. You know, I watch my kids grow up and they're, <laughs> they're now one of them's almost seven and the other one's nine and uh mm-hmm. and boy these years have gone quick but it's as you step in day to day it's almost imperceptible to to watch the growth but then you see as you look out oh after two months wow he grew a little bit and <laughs> and mm-hmm. learned this at school it's just that's kind of the the mindset you i think that's a good analogy too as a child develops it, it takes time they develop physically they develop mentally they develop their talents and learn what they're good at, their passions. Um, One thing, you have kind of a list of things in the book. I don't have them all written down, but uh, kind of a step-by-step guide where you talk about changing your mental focus is step one and you start moving forward. Um, I think that's one of the hardest things that people have. I'm sorry to be long-winded here, but as far as starting and moving forward, do you have anything to say about that as far as... uh, any tips to actually get started with something or maybe it's just as simple as go get started. (laughs) Well, as I said, first you have to know what you're looking for. Yeah. So when you know that, when you realize that you are focused on negativity, you know, start looking for something that would improve your life, figure out what you've always wanted to do, but you know, just take steps like you say, that if baby steps to figure out what you want to do, you know, mm-hmm. and, and whether it's take a class or, um, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it might be, sign up for lessons or, you know, what, whatever, whatever, you know, research on the internet, just look for different things and read about it, go to the library, you know, once you find, and, and then when you find that something's not that interesting, move on. That's why I, um, I uh, compare it to the process of processes of paleontology. The first step is to prospect, go prospecting, you know, look, because the, the paleontologist looks for little chunks of bone on the ground. And, you know, when, when he or she finds more than one bone chunk, you know, there's a good chance there's more bone buried under the ground. 
Mm-hmm. So it's the same in finding your passion. You know, just start looking for yeah. it. Yeah. Just open your eyes and start looking, and then start That's working, right. looking and working. <laughs> and like, like you said, keep moving forward in a positive direction. Yeah. That is so important. Yes. And, and taking action. I mean, it, it, like you said, it, it can be whatever, whatever level you can. Because I mean, with full-time jobs and families, it's difficult to make a lot of time. You just have to make some time for your passion and, and do it on a consistent basis. Yeah. And, and, and appreciate you saying all that too. And, and one last thing I want to touch on before we wrap up here, you say get support and accept mentors. Now, do you want to elaborate a little bit about that particular part of it? Well, you know, when you start pursuing a passion, most likely you're not already an expert in it. So, right. you know, but there are those who are, because when I started pursuing my passion for paleontology i didn't know much about it at all yeah, so yeah. You know, i started to gravitate toward the experts in the field and mm-hmm. you know when you start letting people know that you're interested in their pursuit you know their area of expertise you know you'll be surprised how many people want to help you yeah you know, in your pursuit of what interests them so you know it's just you, you end up making new friends and and they can help you along the way and, and you know you find ways to help them so it's yeah it's a mutually beneficial situation and in a lot of ways they were where you are now maybe and they can relate just like you talk about you were that negative person and one of the big reasons probably you wrote this book so that because you can relate and then people therefore can relate to you uh having maybe currently being in that particular path of negativity or whatever uh, but in the case of a mentor, they had to develop their skills. They probably had their own mentor. And it's kind of this chain of things that uh, you can then uh, become someone else's mentor. And and so there becomes value. There becomes purpose in all of that. And, and I think that's where we can find joy and passion in our lives. And as we wrap up here, is there anything else you want to add or any last insights, uh, Elaine, as far as the book and uh, any other tips or thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> No, just I just say never give up. Just just keep you know find what you love and keep moving forward in that direction. But you know know your value because mm-hmm. you know, I think so many people struggle with self esteem issues yeah. these days. True story. And, um, but know you're a winner. Keep moving forward and stay positive. You know if, if you're not positive, find something you know to, to be positive about. And just never give up. Yeah. And, and, and also, it's never too late to find your passion. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, I appreciate you saying that. I love it. And I've, I've talked to enough people, uh, some interviews, and also reading books galore, that these are common threads. Never give up. Just keep going. Just keep going. If you're struggling out there with some sort of uh, negative energy, mental health, or God forbid, you know, end it all as you went through that particular uh, phase and thankfully you didn't. Uh, but, uh, whatever that is, find the help, reach out to, reach out to us empowerhumans.com. uh, find, you know, in your community and neighbors and mental health professionals, whatever it might be, whatever it is, never lose hope. That's a, a big part of it. And that's another way we're never going to give up. Well, uh, right. it, yeah, Elaine, I, I love that you spent time. We're very privileged to have you on the podcast here. And again, the book is called 
Passion in the Bones, A Guide to Breaking the Chains of Negativity and Living Your Own Adventure. And uh, I think it'll our audience, anyone else who wants to uh, pick up this book, please go to uh, passioninthebones.com. There's links to all the various ways you can pick up the book. And uh, you'll find, I think, and it's not it's not a big, long 2,000-page novel. It's a with around 120, 130 page book. Uh, but it, it's something that I think is bite size enough, but there's enough meat to it all that people can really get a lot out of it to, to really develop some sort of passion and find their way out of whatever negative chains, as you say in the title of the book. Uh, so thank you, Elaine, and thanks to our audience. And uh, until next time, empower yourself, empower the world around you. Thanks so much for listening to Empower Humans. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review this podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit EmpowerHumans.com. We'll catch you next time.